at 2.34. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. So let's turn to the final part of today's program, and that is uh, Trash Talk. Uh, every Monday, we've got the wonderful Marcy Trentlong producing and presenting an environmental feature for us. And this week is no exception, as this week she speaks with Oceans Asia co-founder Gary Stokes, and he chats with Marcy to discuss the recent controversial Seaspiracy documentary. Hey, Trash Talkers. Not sure if you've heard about the new Netflix documentary, Seaspiracy. It's quite the controversy. Many of us thought it was acceptable to buy certified sustainable seafood, but according to this documentary, it's not. One of the key messages in Seaspiracy is that fishing is more dangerous to the health of the ocean and marine animals than plastic pollution. So we needed to get Hong Kong's own Gary Stokes, co-founder of the NGO Oceans Asia, into the studio. Gary acted as an advisor to the Seaspiracy filmmakers and even appears in the documentary just after the footage of the Shark Fin City sign hanging in the Shangwan Dried Seafood Shop. So welcome to the show, Gary. Thanks for coming. Yeah, no, thanks for inviting me again. Well, I know you're super busy right now with the explosion of Seaspiracy, but you've been living in Asia for 30 years, and previous to Oceans Asia, you were director of Asia for Sea Shepherd. How did you get involved and contribute to the film? To the film? Well, I mean, Sea Shepherd were uh, co-producers of the movie, so they were actually heavily involved. Um, and at the time when Ali and uh, Lucy were flying around the world and, and sort of trying to get as much into the documentary as possible, um, obviously Sea Shepherd are on the front lines and uh, in most of the you know issues that were raised in the film, Sea Shepherd is actually there on, on the front lines. So when it came to Hong Kong and the shark fin industry, obviously that was my bag. <laughs> What's your bag? Um, and I was surprised in the film this uh, trigger of plastic pollution. And so, you know, that message that, you know, we've all been focusing on plastic pollution, certainly here at Trash Talk, but maybe we're missing the big picture, which is fishing. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously that's where a lot of the controversies come from. Um, a lot of the plastic NGOs are, are sort of upset and sort of thinking it's detracting from all the great work that's going on. And it certainly was never intended that way. I mean, if you actually watch the movie closely, Ali starts on a beach cleanup and ends on a beach cleanup and says he'll still be continuing to do beach cleanups. But, um, you know, and obviously I set up the last straw. So, I mean, if anybody should be offended about the uh, straws or a tiny, tiny, tiny drop in the ocean, it should be me, but I wasn't. I set up last straw with the so last impression. straw for the listeners. Last straw was here in Hong Kong. It was a paper. Yeah, straw so I, I did a two-year sort of social campaign to introduce paper straws and get rid of plastic straws. But even going into last straw with my brother when we set that up, it was it was never the understanding that that's going to solve all the problems. I mean, the straws are a minuscule part, but they're a, a gateway, almost like a gateway drug into the conversation of, of marine plastic pollution. And that's where, you know, we saw the straws and obviously now it's the masks. It gets people thinking, how does it get there? Why is it there? It shouldn't be there. All these things. Um, but when we do actually look at the scale of, you know, you go to any of the beaches here, there is a lot of fishing gear or 
in our case here, a lot of polystyrene and a lot of that polystyrene is used by the fishing industry. So it's not just necessarily nets and, you know, fishing gear itself. But yeah, I mean, and the context was basically in the movie that, you know, here we are, we're trying to do the best we can on the beaches. But a very, very large percentage of the plastic out there is coming from the fishing industry. And nobody's really addressing that in terms of the NGOs. And that's where, you know, obviously it rocked the boat, which was Good. the intention. Um, you know, we've got, you know, some great people here like Harry Chan, who's pulling up ghost nets. Um, I think he might be nearby somewhere. Um, but yeah, we've been doing ghost net projects here in Hong Kong as well. And it is amazing. These nets are constantly killing forever. The you know, they're abandoned nets that have been discarded overboard or got caught on rocks and just abandoned. And they're just serial killers that just keep killing and killing and killing. Um, and nobody has really taken on the fishing industry itself to say, hey, and the government needs to be doing that, is to actually come to the table and say, hey, you guys need to be more responsible. Right. Yeah. It is but, interesting that the fishing industries around the world seem mildly untouchable. And absolutely. Right, they have the huge fuel subsidies in China and in, in other countries as well. So it's great that it's attracting the attention. In a, yeah, well, I mean, that was the one, of the one of the highlights of the movie was obviously one of the main calls we're making is stop these subsidies for these fishing fleets. I mean, it's insane the amount of money we're giving these huge industrial fishing vessels to go out there and literally mine the ocean of everything. Exactly. Um, and it's insane. I mean, when you're thinking, I always look at it as like a diver. Um, and if you're on a dive and someone's slowly turning off your air supply, I think you get your knife out and you probably <laughs> tack them and stop them. But that's what's going on with the, with the planet at the moment. Somebody is there, they're just constantly just turning the valve off and we're shutting off our own air supply. And when the oceans die, as Paul Watson would say, that we die. And it's so true. Yeah. And as a kind of a waste issue, I was shocked in the movie that 40% of marine catch is something called bycatch, right? Yes. Well, I mean, there's different terminology for bycatch. So, uh, and different, this is where the, the, the fishery scientists as well uh, are behind a lot of all this nonsense um, because it's being claimed in different ways. So, 40% is bycatch. So that means it wasn't the intended catch. So, if you're going for tuna and you end up with sharks on your boat, that's bycatch. Now, were they discarded or did they go to market? If they're discarded, then that's called discard. So 40% would be bycatch, and that, that figures, uh, you know, it is true, but it's not being thrown back into the sea, which is where a lot of people sort of see as bycatch. They believe it's all thrown back. It's not. It's just unintended catch. So that's where the whole shark issue really comes from, because, you know, the whole shark fin crisis that we're seeing at the moment it's all largely from the tuna boats the tuna boats don't want to bring originally they didn't want to bring the bodies back so they would just take the fins and throw the rest over but now they bring the whole shark back so and then sell it off as meat correctly meat and liver oil cartilage pills you name it so. and and they sell it globally that, that's globally. important to it's know a, yeah, this is the thing i've always said it's a global shark crisis everybody is killing the sharks it's not just china it's not just asia 
Um, the largest exporter of shark fins to Hong Kong most years is Spain. So you've got an EU nation. Those fishing boats have been subsidized heavily by taxpayers. I think one of the interesting uh, takes from the movie I got was even if you're a vegan living in Europe, you're still funding the fishing community through your tax dollars. Through your tax dollars. So you're paying tax, you're doing everything right, living the green life, doing whatever you can, but you're still paying tax, and that tax is going to fishermen to go and rape and pillage the ocean. Right. And that's just wrong. Very disturbing. I'm going to bring it back to Hong Kong. And I was ordering sustainable seafood online here, and I was shocked to find Chilean toothfish listed as a sustainable seafood. We'd been doing some work about Antarctica, Southern Ocean, and I know that toothfish are only available in the waters around Antarctica. Yeah, so it's, it's, is uh, there it's any? actually Patagonian toothfish. It is. It's oh. legally fished. It's a subtle difference. but Yeah, so there's, there's, it's, it's Patagonian or Antarctic toothfish, and obviously toothfish doesn't sound very nice, so they changed the name to Chilean sea bass. It's not a bass and it's not from Chile, but it sounds good on high street sort of restaurant menus. So all across the world in the expensive restaurants you have Chilean sea bass, but it's actually Patagonian toothfish. Now these, these animals live, you know, two kilometers down. They grow very, very, very slowly. Um, they are endangered, critically endangered in some cases, but sustainable seafood and the scientists behind it say that it's still okay to catch them. Um, and that's where the movie, I think, uh, is is the most important part of the movie, is this sustainable seafood myth. I've been saying it for years. There is no such thing as a wild-caught sustainable seafood at the moment. And the reason for that is there are three, just in basic terms, there's three things you need for sustainable seafood. One is... Um, to have gear and minimal bycatch, minimal to zero, and no eco, ecological damage. Number two is um, quotas, scientifically-based quotas by non-biased scientists, and that's where we're, <laughs> we'll come back to that. And the third is enforcement. And at the moment, some of the fishing companies are achieving number one. You know, they're reducing their bycatch down. They're not having much of an impact on the environment. When it comes to these quotas, these are being set by scientists who are fisheries scientists. Now, you know, they have fishery interests. They work for the fisheries. So, of course, they've got to try and come up with numbers that are going to suit the fishing industry or the governments when it comes down to the trade deals that the governments are doing. They need trade. You know, I'll give you one example, and that's in South Australia in Port Lincoln, southern bluefin tuna which is listed on the IUCN as critically endangered. It went down to 3% of its stock. It's slowly recovering. It's at 9% now. And yet it's got a sustainable seafood certification from Friends of the Sea. Um, and that's backed by the Australian government because it's a $150 million Australian dollar business. It's a big business and it all goes, or the majority of it goes to Japan. Hmm. a big trading partner of Australia. Hmm. So this is where the whole sustainable seafood thing is an absolute sham. Um, and any NGOs or anyone who's claiming to be protecting the ocean who is actually peddling the whole sustainable seafood thing really needs to be questioned because or called out because it's just, 
it's 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 a it's a sham, and and the, it's not necessarily their fault. A lot of the time, they're using scientific numbers from you know reports and things, which are just they're nonsense, or they're they're written in a way that was to misdirect you know decision makers into you know sort of granting fishery permits and things like that. Then, and that's really the message that, that I took away, certainly, because I, I was one of those people eating sustainable seafood, even though you always said, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> so then, what's the call to action for Trash Talk listeners from the movie on this issue? Well, I mean, one, one, of the, one of the big calls was uh, obviously to avoid seafood. And a lot of people won't like hearing that. But if we want to save the oceans, we need to stop eating them. Um, a lot of people were s sort of a bit perturbed with the whole, you've got to go plant-based, you've got to go vegan. Um, and, um, you know, they're saying it's absolutely, we've had all these scientists coming out saying that's absolutely unrealistic. It's ridiculous. You can't <laughs> tell the whole world to stop eating. Well, no. We can slow it down. The whole, the whole, the target audience of Netflix are the Western markets, the people who have a choice, they can go to the supermarket and we can choose what we want to buy and what we want to eat. The sustenance sort of fishermen along the coast of Africa and around Asia, they live on fish, they live on their seafood, but they weren't the problem. They never have been. They've been doing it for thousands of years. They're not a problem. The problem is the big commercial industrial fishing vessels that feed the likes of McDonald's for your, uh, you know, your fillet of fish and, and, you know, your bird's eye that do all the fish fingers and things like that. Those are the problems. And that's where we do have a choice and we can vote with our dollars. Right. And especially here in Hong Kong where, as with the tourism market, there's just a, a lot of seafood waste as well, right? There's a, there's a lot of waste. Yeah, there's a lot of waste in food all across the board. Hmm. All right. Well, Gary, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for all your contributions to Seaspiracy, to this issue for years and years and years. Trash Talkers, if you don't know, go to the Oceans Asia website. Uh, they are an NGO. They do take donations, maybe sometimes volunteers. I don't know if you know about videography. Yeah, we, 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 we do uh, support things. So if people want to support us, they can sponsor some things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not actually a listed charity in Hong Kong. Hmm. We just uh, we, if you want to support us, we'll be doing some ghost network coming up soon. Uh, but we're also doing lots of work with the porpoises and dolphins doing scientific work with the scientists. Yeah, or occasionally you'll see Gary out on his out on his rib, out yep. on his boat. So thanks a lot. Thanks for coming. Thanks on. for having me, Marcy. All right, trash talk listeners, don't forget to also watch Seaspiracy. It's really interesting and streaming on Netflix. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Marcy Trentlong for this week's uh, Trash Talk, and she was speaking with Gary Stokes, uh, the co-founder of Oceans Asia. Oceans Asia.